The scripture reading this morning is Colossians 2, 6 through 7, beginning on page 957 of the Pew Bible. As you, therefore, have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. The word of the Lord. Thanks be You may be seated. I told the staff to remind me to never plan to do anything after a baptism because I'm concerned I'm not going to be able to make it through, but I'm going to try. So I had an experience this week uh, that I think I'm guessing is an experience that all of you have had almost every uh, week of your life. Uh, and that is I was in town here. I was out and about at the grocery store. And I saw somebody that I knew, and I hadn't seen him for a while. And he was like, hey, Lars, how's it going? I was like, oh, things are good. It's good. And we had a little conversation. And then I walked away. And as I was walking away, I had this moment where I realized, oh, man, I'm, I'm actually not doing good. Why did I say I'm doing good? This is kind of a tough morning. There's some things going on. I'm a little cranky today. And then I started to think about, what if I had actually answered that question in Kramer's, right, at the checkout line in Kramer's? What if I had actually answered that honestly? How long would it have taken? Would I have been able to come up with the words that I wanted to? Would I have gotten emotional? Uh, would I even know how to kind of fumble my way through that? And it made me realize how many times we just answer that question. How are you doing? Oh, good. I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. How is it possible that we are all good all the time, right? <laughs> and then I started to, uh, I, I came back after going to the grocery store. I sat down at my desk and I started working on Rally Sunday. And an opportunity for us to, to take a look at our, our mission statement, our vision statement and go, uh, how are we doing in this? And, and I realized it's sort of the same question, right? I get up here every Sunday, or one of us pastors gets up every Sunday and says, welcome to Hinsdale Coming to Church, a place where we desire to flourish together in Jesus Christ, right? Flourishing together. If you've been with us the last few years, we've said those words every time we gather together. They're out on the marquee. They're on the front of your covenant, uh, of your bulletin. They're on the website. They're, the, they're kind of all over what we do, flourishing together. That's the shorthand version of our mission statement. But I realized it was sort of the same thing. What's your church about? Oh, we're about flourishing together. Oh, great. Do we ever stop to go, how are we doing? How are we actually doing with this? What does this actually mean for us? How do we actually live into this mission statement? And are we actually flourishing together in Jesus Christ? Like I said, we're three years into this mission statement, and I uh, became acutely aware as we talked about it together as a staff that None of us feel three years in as if we've accomplished flourishing together in Jesus Christ. If any of you feel that way, I'd love to get your notes on, on how that works in your life. We still feel like we have a lot of room to grow, uh, personally for us and for us as a church as well. It's still a, a mission statement that really challenges us and pushes us forward. And we thought that this would be a good opportunity for us to, to take a moment on Rally Sunday at the beginning of new things to go, how are we doing with this mission statement? How are we doing in our flourishing together? Because the reality is, we can't afford to have an unthinking, re re just a reflexive answer to that question. How are we doing in our flourishing together? It's key to who we are. So that's what we want to ask this morning. So as we prayed and, and thought about the year ahead, we thought, let's give some space to ask that question. You'll actually see in your bulletin, if you grabbed one on the way in, that there's a spot on the inside cover with a couple empty spaces that ask the question, how am I growing? How am I deepening roots? How am I bearing fruit? That's a little refresher of the longer version of our mission statement. But it's also an opportunity for you to ask the question and actually have a couple moments to sit and go, how am I doing with this? 
Our mission statement is that we'd be flourishing together in Jesus Christ, and we do that by growing, deepening roots and bearing fruit. Growing is our Sunday morning worship experience, our, our opportunity to come together as the larger church. We deepen roots through, through rooted groups and Bible studies, getting together in God's word and going deeper into God's word and fellowship with one another. And we bear fruit by, by allowing the good work that God is doing in our life to bear fruit to bless the world that he's given to us in our workplaces, in our families, on our streets, in our neighborhoods. And so what we've done for the last three years is we've taken one element of each of these per year. The first year we talked about growing, and we talked about the, the, the importance, uh, the primacy of this gathering here together, Sunday morning worship. Year two, we talked about uh, going deeper in God's word. We did community Bible experience together where we read scripture together, and that was a really cool experience. And then last year, we talked about bearing fruit. You might remember this time last year, we went through the BLESS initiative, which is how is it that we can be a blessing to our neighbors and our friends and, and draw them closer into the love of Jesus Christ? So at this three-year mark, we go, okay, so we, do we just kind of cycle through this again? Do we begin with growing again this year and keep going? And, and we felt led as a staff to go, well, actually what we really want to talk about this year is what does a full flourishing life look like? A full flourishing life where we're growing, deepening roots, bearing fruit, and where it's balanced. Because I think part of, the, part of the problem that we have in our lives is that things can become unbalanced quite easily, right? We can be growing like crazy in our faith. We can be growing in Christ, having these incredible experiences here together in worship. But if we, don't, if we are not deepening roots in, in relationships and in God's word, if you take the image of a tree, when the wind blows, that tree is liable to fall over, Right? Sometimes we're so, we're so intent on deepening roots, which is wonderful, that we, we get down into the, into the, into the roots and, and our heads are in the sand so much that we miss the fact that God is calling us to go and bear fruit, that there's things that we can really be doing for Christ, but we're so in the rootedness that we miss that. And sometimes we're so focused on the, on the fruit of our lives and, and, and what our faith is producing that we forget that the call is to come back and to allow God to grow us and to do the good work in us. It's our desire, my desire personally, and our desire as a church, that we would be balanced in the way in which we're growing, deepening roots, and bearing fruit. So as we go this morning, we're actually going to take just a few minutes on each of these. I've asked uh, my colleagues and friends to each take one of these and to give us some ideas of what we might do. Uh, maybe you already know. Maybe you know, I'm not, I'm not really growing right now, or I'm not deepening roots, or I'm not bearing fruit. Or maybe you feel like you're doing great at all three. That's awesome. Praise God for that. But we put that space in the bulletin for you to jot down some notes and some ideas of ways in which you could be intentional and make commitments for full flourishing in your life. So uh, feel free to jot those down as you hear ideas and as you hear from my colleagues. I'm going to invite Joy first to talk a little bit about worship. Hi there, my name is Joy, and I am the Associate Pastor of Spiritual Formation. Isn't that a long name, and what does it mean, right? Um, if you ever study spiritual formation as a field, it starts in one place. It starts in worship. And so I would like to go to the wise, wise man, Willy Wonka here. Um, if you have ever read the book, or seen the films. Willy Wonka teaches us many things, but one truth in this story is that we become like what we worship. 
We become like what we worship. This theme in Roald Dahl's book and the movies based on it is a theme that is straight out of scripture. Did you know that? We can look at Psalm 115 to find this. And verses 3 through 8 read, Our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths but do not speak, eyes but do not see. They have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell. They have hands but do not feel, feet but do not walk. You're going to go through every part of the aisle here, right? They make no sound in their throats. Twice it says they can't speak. Those who make them are like them. So are all who trust in them. Those who make them are like them. So are all who trust in them. You become like what you worship. Here the psalmist is saying, see those idols? They don't work. They look like they work. They have eyes, ears, mouths, hands, feet, but they don't work. So I'm here today as your pastor of spiritual formation to speak about worship and to speak about growing together into full flourishing. And I'd like to present an observation I have about the church, not just here, but pretty much many places everywhere. I've noticed that we like to think of worship as a gas station, a, a kind of place to be filled up on our journey, right? A place to be refueled because life is hard and we get empty. We get empty with our responsibilities, with family relationships, commuting, s- general sadnesses in our life, right? We feel empty a lot and, and we go to church as a worship, as a place to be filled. But I wonder, If rather than thinking of worship, Sunday worship, as a place to be filled, we think of it as a place to be formed, a place that we are formed into the image of the one we worship, a place where we, as we worship God together, continue to be formed together. So instead of the gas station metaphor, we think of worship as a gym. Oops, there we go. This is a real place in Oakland, California, and it is not a church, it's actually a gym. But we think of worship as a gym, a place where we participate, a a sort of gymnasium of the soul, where God takes us and accepts us as we are, but God loves us too much to allow us to stay as we are, and so God forms us together into the people God wants us to be. I didn't make this metaphor of worship as a gym up. This idea of worship as a gymnasium for the soul was first named by St. Athanasius in the fourth century. So it's very old. And so when we gather here on Sunday morning, I really encourage us all not to think of ourselves as empty tanks waiting to be filled. Instead, let's think of ourselves as people who are ready to be formed by the work the Spirit is going to do in our midst. And so this means that even when the sermon is kind of, in your opinion, um, not when I'm preaching, just kidding. (laughs) Or we sing a song you don't really like, or there's a sound problem, or someone can't figure out how to make the images change, or your kids don't want to go to the programming, instead they want to sit with you, and you think, man, now I can't listen to the sermon in the same way. All of this is opportunity to be formed. 
It's opportunity to be formed, just like when you go to the gym and you sometimes do stuff you don't want to do, right? You're still being formed. You repeat stuff. And, and so we're, we're formed as we repeat, as we repeat God's story every week, hearing the word read and preached, singing songs together, praying, participating in the table of the Lord. Repetition is formative. And we're also formed because we're here together. And this is really significant. We make a huge statement as we gather here together. We're saying, this is the God we worship. This is the God who sees and hears and speaks, and he's going to do all that today among us. And he's forming us, all of us, to look like him because we are the body of Christ. Together we look like Christ because we become like the one we worship. And so today, as we look forward to flourishing together, I, I want to offer you a little challenge, perhaps. Because we become like the one we worship, I encourage you to make Sunday worship a priority. And that might mean you need to say no to something. You might need to say no to a kid's activity, or extra time up at the cabin, or sleeping in, which is, you know, fantastic. But maybe say no a little bit more so you can say yes to being in the presence of God with God's people, repeating the story, and being formed into the image of Christ together. I have a little postscript to this message. Later on in Psalm 115, we read, may the Lord cause you to flourish, both you and your children. And one of the desires that God has put in my heart this past year, from some time spent up at Covenant Point, being a pastor to the camp, kids at camp, is a desire to help our kids right here in our church learn how to worship God together. You're going to hear a bit more about this later in the service. But my prayer and hope is that we can take the vows, just like the vows we just made with baby Charlotte when she was just baptized, but we can take the vows we make every time an infant is baptized or dedicated. We will take those vows seriously and join together to help form our children into the image of the one we worship through kids' programming, through children's worship, which is what we're going to be doing on Sunday mornings coming up this fall. It's my hope that we will join together to raise our kids, and I don't just mean my kids, I mean all our kids, because they're all our kids, to worship God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, so that our children will resemble the one they worship. You're going to be invited to participate in this endeavor, and I do hope you do. So my prayer is today, God, form us into people who look like you because we become like what we worship. I'd like to pass this on to Simon, who's going to share with us some about our mission of being rooted. Thank you. Hey, good morning, everybody. My name is Simon. I'm the associate pastor of Congregational Life, and it's been really exciting this morning to come and meet uh, some new friends. It feels a little bit like a fall homecoming. And so if you haven't been here for a while or if I haven't met you yet, welcome. And I'd love to meet you after the service. I'm so thankful to be part of this team. And it's been so great these last couple weeks as we've been meeting and retreating and spending time as staff. Like, it's such a privilege to be part of such a great team. I mean, you know, Pastor Lars, he's got such wisdom and patience uh, and grace. And as you know, Joy, I mean, she's sharp and artistic. And then Colby, I mean, he's got so much energy and like ingenuity can fix anything. And I'm none of those things. And so we just fit together really well, you know. 
Unlike the space between the fingers, you know, that fit? No. I have, I have my passions, and if you've been here for the last couple weeks and you've, you've uh, listened, I have, I have serious passions. And one of them is that you would have an encounter with the overwhelming love of God the Father. That you would have an encounter with the overwhelming love of God your Father. And that you would experience the life-changing grace that rendered in Jesus Christ. And that you would have also the empowering of the Holy Spirit that draws you into the nurture of the church and enables you to fulfill the purpose for which he has called you. I mean, those are my passions. And I'm so excited as I uh, work through those that one of my responsibilities here is to shepherd the, uh, the rooted groups. I'm so excited that that is a ministry in which I will help shepherd this idea of home groups. Now, one thing that uh, is interesting about rooted groups is I think we've refined the definition this season. Uh, rooted groups is specifically groups that are meeting in homes kind of off schedule. It's not the Sunday morning uh, here or during the week even here. This is about opening our homes for one another to gather around God's word, to share our hearts and to pray. That sounds so great, and I love shepherding these. To me, this space, these rooted groups, this is what I call mission-critical space, because this is a place where we can really flourish in our faith together. I also see rooted groups as creating sacred space. There's just something holy about when people open up their doors to friends, old and new, and say, come, come gather. Let's just spend time together in God's word and hear how we're doing and pray for one another. There's something so powerful about that. And I have to be honest, rooted groups are also fun. They're really fun. Uh, just to get to know people, to make a large, a large and growing church feel smaller by just being together before God's word and again, praying for one another, just doing life. And so to me, rooted groups are exactly the kind of place that I sure love to be invested in. Um, it reminds me of what Jesus talked about in Luke chapter 8. Uh, it's a familiar parable that Jesus spoke um, and he said there was a planter, a sower, that went out to sow his seed. And when he sowed, some of the seed fell on the path. And it got stepped on, it got trampled on, and the birds then came, and they just gobbled up what was left. Some seed, he said, fell on rocks. And it grew up, but it, it, didn't, it, didn't, it withered out. It didn't last because it lacked moisture. And then some of it, he said, fell among thorns. And the thorns grew up, and they just choked out any growth that was there. Then he goes on to say with some, some hope, some seed fell on good soil, and when it grew, it produced, oh, even up to a hundredfold. And he said, let anyone who has ears hear what the Spirit is saying. Some seed fell on good soil, where it produced so much new fruit, so much grain, that it was like a hundred times its capacity. And as Jesus went on to explain, as people were like, Jesus, wait, what, what are you talking about? What is the seed? He was so clear. The seed, he said, is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. And he was saying there's many different applications to it. As it's kind of cast out. Some receive it and they really don't hold on. Some don't endure. But then he talked about seed falling on good soil where it produced over a hundred times. He goes on to explain that that's when we receive it into our hearts. And I love that he clarifies that. It's not just a mental exercise. It's not trying to figure it out. It's really, he said, when the word gets planted deep in our hearts. I really see as he talks about this idea of planting the seed in good soil where it can bear fruit, he said, with patience, it takes time, that the best place to nurture that good soil is in homes, 
together with friends whom you can trust and love and share. To me, that's what opens up the heart to allow the word to really do its work. So I'm just especially excited as I read that parable and reflect on that, that to me, rooted groups can be that good soil. It's a warm and loving home where friends are gathered around. We can be honest about our weeks and our struggles and our weaknesses, where we can share um, uh, our prayer needs for each other and invest our prayers over and with one another, where we can encourage each other in the walk as we go through this year and the weeks ahead. I will say one thing, that these things can feel intimidating. I mean, some of you might be like, oh, no, no, I, just, I, I, I don't know if I know enough. I don't know if I know enough. I'll be honest, rooted groups aren't a place where you can go and you're going to feel intimidated by, you know, someone's profound theological knowledge or you really have to, you know, know a ton of stuff to get there. There's something so powerful about God's word and his Holy Spirit that when people come together and just read and pray and earnestly seek, he'll speak. He'll speak. To help guide you, we have a featured resource, and this is just what I'm going to use to help galvanize the groups together. So I call it a featured resource, and we're going to lay a pathwork of uh, foundational ministry over this year through the Rooted Groups. And our featured uh, ministry this year is going to be a book of Ephesians, uh, Searching for Identity in Christ. It's a six-part series. It has a little video teaser, a little bit of uh, that. It's got a workbook that you can work through, where, again, those just facilitate the discussion of learning who we are, what is our identity in Christ. And I love the book of Ephesians, and I would sure love to spend some time in it with friends. So again, my role is to be here to encourage, to develop leaders, to nurture relationships, and to pray. Pray that we all just experience that good soil as the word of God takes root in our lives, and that's one key place for us to flourish. Um, last week, uh, if you were here... Um, I, I wasn't here very long. I had to run out very quickly. I, it was right after the service, and I was trying to meet people, and my 10-year-old my daughter was the one that grabbed me by the arm. She was like, come on, we got to go, because we drove around the lake to go apple picking, and it was so fun. We, you know, Coming up from Texas, we haven't done that in a long time, and to step out of the van and to walk onto that orchard and just be like, ah, you could just smell the fruit, right? And then the guy comes over, and he starts slicing the apples for us and telling us, this is the kind we have over here, and this is the kind we have over there, and there's peaches which we have some serious peach fans in our family. So they were like, what? There's like peaches? We don't have that in Texas, right? So we just had such a great time going around and picking this fruit and, and you know, picking the choice apples and these delicious peaches. You know, you just, you want to slobber them down right there, you know? And I was getting ready to pack up after such a great afternoon. And I took this photo here and it just, I felt like for a moment, God just spoke to me for that second as I looked at this very orderly row of trees that were bearing such great fruit. And I was just reminded, you know, the best fruit is really born in an orchard. The best fruit is really born when God's people are unified in the mission and vision he's given them. When we unify like that, he is glorified. And I really believe as we start to work on this idea of flourishing with one another, flourishing together, and then we participate in rooted groups and all the different ways that we're going to encourage you to keep flourishing together. Like, there's going to be such beautiful fruit here. And I'm so excited to see it for that. And I'm so excited to pray for that. And I would love to help you get connected to rooted groups. We're going to have a table out there. If you have any interest at all, even if you're like, I don't know what kind of night I have. I get home so late from work. Just maybe set your name on a piece of paper. We'll figure it out with you. Meanwhile, I want to invite my friend Colby. He's going to come up and talk to us about when we bear good fruit. What do we do next? 
As Simon said, I'm Pastor uh, Colby, the youth pastor. Who here has ever picked an apple off of a tree? Raise your hand if you ever picked an or picked something, some some kind of fruit off of some kind of tree. Any experience? Did anybody ever have an experience when they went to pick an apple off a tree that the tree held onto the apple, wouldn't let go of it? You you have? Some people said yes. I hope not. That's not what they're supposed to do. So that tree is not being a good tree. The whole point of bearing fruit is for it to be given. Fruit is not primarily for us. And that's my main uh, encouragement to you this morning, is that when we're growing in our faith, when we're rooted in our faith, the point of it is to uh, bear fruit, but the fruit is not for us. It's not for us to hold on to, for us to hoard for ourselves. The gifts that we have are not primarily for us. They're for us to be given. Because when Jesus talked to people and he said, uh, he said, if you want to gain your life, first you must lay it down. And when he talked about trees, he said that uh, all trees bear fruit. By their fruit, you will recognize them. People that are following something, as Joy said, we become like what we worship. So if we're worshiping God and we're worshiping the things that God loves and cares about, we're going to bear fruit that look like God. If we're worshiping other things, our fruit is end up going to look like those sort of things. It's going to come out in anger. It's going to come out in frustration. It's going to come out in our family in all of these different ways. We bear the fruit of the seeds that we plant. And so that's my main message, and it's an encouragement uh, for me that um, we're not alone in this, that we do this together, and that as we have gifts and we have passions, that grows and it comes together for the point of bearing fruit. Um, and as some job security for myself, I'm encouraged that we can follow the youth of the church in this, uh, because you know there's always going to be youth of our, of our church, and we can follow them, we can lead them. A few weeks ago, we had the opportunity to um, go to a uh, fun fair for the Jackie Robinson uh, School in uh, Bronzeville. We were invited by a sister church to go over there. And we had a good group of students that went and joined us there. And it was a time of that kind of fruit bearing where it was not for us. It was not us holding on to our apples or holding on to our gift, but us just going and playing games, doing really basic and normal um, things with students as they get ready for their school year, giving away backpacks with stuff in it. It was a time of bearing fruit, of giving that gift away. One of the things that we did uh, was we made uh, t-shirts while we were there and um, we uh, spray painted these t-shirts and uh, we had a couple different designs that we spray painted them on and we gave them away and uh, one of the designs uh, said on it, it uh, said, I am Chicago's future on it. And one of, the thing, one of the things that was really neat about that, not only did I think it was just kind of a cool idea that we had to do something like that, but at the end of the day, um, something that was significant was our students didn't ask to take that shirt home. We made other designs, but they knew that that was a design that was to be just given away because we're not the future of Chicago. We're from Hinsdale. We are people that give this gift to people so that we can empower them so that they can uh, grow up in their life of faith and be empowered in the things that they can do. And so we can follow the youth of the church in this. When we bear fruit, it ought to come from the growing of our gifts. Because here's the other encouragement that I have for you. It's always easy to doubt the gift that's growing in you. There's always way more reasons to doubt the gift that's growing inside of you. I know that that's true for me. The gift that I have to give, it's like an idea that's there, something that God is putting on my heart, an idea, something that's there, a way that my heart is pulled towards people. It's always easy for me to say, yeah, you know, that's not probably the way that I should do that. It's always easy to doubt your gift, but don't doubt that gift because when we give our gifts, when we bear our fruit, that's 
the thing that sustains the future because the fruit that we bear now is the fruit of the future. We invest now in our gifts, in our giving, uh, in the way that we are going to bear fruit in the future. So that's what we get to join uh, as a church together in, and what a gift that we get to follow the youth of the church in that as well. So as we uh, come together, I'll invite Lar back, Lars back up. We have an opportunity to bless one another. So uh, that's a lot, right? A lot of information, a lot of words. Let me ask the question, how are you doing? How are you? Good, 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 good. Maybe you've heard some things today or you've seen some things where you say, here's some areas I want to work on. Here's some places where, where I want to increase my intentionality so I might grow or I might deepen roots or I might bear fruit and bring a different balance to, to my personal flourishing. Because here's the, here's the reality. We need each and every one of us to be encouraging one another to flourish. Because if you're flourishing individual, that, individually, that's just fine. That's great. Happy for you. But we need everybody to be encouraging one another to flourish so that we can flourish together. That is our mission. That's what we're called to. So you still have that thing in your bulletin. You may want to take some time during the offering to, to jot something down to say, here's, here's some of my intentions here. I would like to join a rooted group. I'd like to commit to Sunday mornings in a new way. I'd like to volunteer in a new way. I'd like to, to, to bear fruit in my life in a new and different way. And that can be part of your offering, just even to write that down uh, as an offering to God. But we're also going to take our tithes and our offerings. So I'll invite ushers to come forward, and I'll invite you to give freely as the Lord has given to you.